Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And happy Wednesday. We're actually a couple of days late on the podcast this week. And it is because I was in a four-day Reiki training with my teacher in Los Angeles. So I am just getting back from LA and full of mm, excitement (laughs) with some inspiration, really, of different things that I want to share with you in the coming weeks. But You know, we'll get to all of that. Um, Stay tuned. But today, I'm really excited to share with you a special guest. Her name is Allison Lyon. And Allison is a Chicago-based yoga teacher, and she's also a Reiki teacher. But what she shares on this episode, I think, will inspire so many of you to really trust your way to practice in your way, to teach in your way, and to be more creative in how you may be sharing whatever it is that you love. And, you know, of course, that could be Reiki and, you know, yoga, tarot, whatever it is you practice, but just anything. For those of you who may be artists or those of you who may be writers, whatever it is that you want to share, I think her story will really inspire you, again, to do it in creative ways and trusting your own way. So we had a beautiful conversation. Um, Another highlight in all of this is Allison has a beautiful way of (laughs) sharing how she made some sidesteps in her path. You know, she allowed herself to change along the way. But interestingly, a lot of times she circled back to what she stepped away from. But when she came back, it was always with more insight and again, more inspiration and, you know, just supporting her overall growth. And I think that's the beauty of her story. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. And if you want to learn more about Allison and her work, be sure to visit brightlight.love. That's brightlight.love, L-O-V-E. And you can also check out her Instagram page, which is really cool. She does some uh, yoga poses there. She shares some um, cooking tips and ideas. So there's just so much information. And when the show is over, if you enjoy it, please write a review or just leave a rating on iTunes. You just taking a quick moment of your time really helps the podcast grow, and I truly appreciate your support. So that's it for now, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Allison Lyon, and she is from Bright Light. And actually, right now, just take a note of it, brightlight.love. And she is a Reiki practitioner, teacher, as well as a yoga teacher from Chicago. So Allison, before we get started today, I just want to tell you, I'm so thankful to have you here and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Yolanda. This is amazing. I, I found your podcast and I love it. And I just decided to reach out to you and see if I could be a guest. And I was like so excited. So thank you for having me. 
Oh, honey, absolutely. And that's what, you know, this community is about, like all of us connecting and learning from each other. So again, so glad you're here. And I really think this is going to be um, a conversation that supports so many people that people can really resonate with because Allison, she, we spoke before this and she talked about um, the path out of pain, which I thought was amazing, but also the choices that we have in healing, which again, I think is a powerful message because a lot of times we feel like life is happening to us. So yeah. before we come into the choices that you've made along the way, can you let us know how you even got started with Reiki and yoga? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my, my journey started, I think, you know, as an adult, I mean, I, I, I went to um, college for theater. I thought I was going to be an actor. And, you know, my whole life was really involved in the arts and loved visual art, loved dance, loved music, um, and, you know, really resonated with theater because theater really brought a lot of it all together. And, um, you know, I graduated with a BFA in theater studies from DePaul and um, figured, you know, okay, this is my life. And I, I came from a very conservative background um, where, you know, my dad did the same thing his whole life. And it was sort of like you pick one thing and you do that. And that was very much um, my thinking. Right. And um, that just wasn't how it worked out at all. And I got, I got to a pretty um, interesting level with my acting where, you know, I was doing a lot of comedy and um, just always had this um, love for comedy and, and a knack for it. And um uh, ended up in Los Angeles and was in LA for a couple years, you know, in my mid twenties. And I could, I tell you, Yolanda, I could not wait to get out of Chicago. Like I was like, just so happy to get out. And, and I felt like I was, I was going to, I was embarking on something really big, right. um, this great adventure. And LA was really very challenging, especially at that age, I yes. think. Yeah, I was thinking like, wow, you survived LA. That's great. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. And it was at that level where it's like, you know, I didn't know much about about health and well being. Um, you know, I went to Western doctors anytime something came up, and that period of my life was so stressful that I was in. I was having like sinus infections mm -hmm. and ended up with three weeks of pneumonia. And was just like run down a lot and very stressed. And um, it was really after the bout of pneumonia that I was like, ah, I got to really consider what, what I'm doing here and if this is sustainable. And, and in the same breath, like things were going pretty well career-wise. Like I, I was booking parts and moving up slowly and surely. And, but I just felt like, you know what, it just didn't feel didn't feel right. I felt like it was, um, I didn't know if it was going to take me down, you know, for yeah. good. Like, like, was I messing with a force that was not <laughs> uh, supporting fully? Like, what was I, I, I knew I was a little out of my league. You know what I mean? I have to ask you, how yeah. hard was that for you? I mean, looking back now, hindsight, because I think just like what you said at the beginning, a lot of times when we decide what it is we think is our purpose and we we 
cling to it even when we feel like it's time to sidestep yes. and not necessarily fully walk away, but sometimes we just have to sidestep and take care of ourselves in a different way before going back, right? Yes. So how was that for you to even have that come up as what you thought was your absolute now becoming like not, it didn't feel good? Yeah, you know, I had like come home to Chicago for a little bit um, to see friends and see family and just sort of reconnect and and like, it, it just felt good to be around people who really loved me. Mm -hmm. and, and like LA, I was just sort of, you know, in, in this group of performers, you know, I wasn't like, I, I, I had some close friends, but it just felt like when I got back to Los Angeles after being in Chicago for an extended period, I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I really, I just felt like after a point, it wasn't, it just wasn't, it wasn't right. I couldn't, I couldn't fight the feeling. And um, it, there wasn't even like this feeling of failure or I, I just was like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. It turned into a survival kind of thing of like, I ended up with a speaking role in a film and left LA like two weeks later. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't even like, oh, but my career is moving. It was like, no, just, just trust this feeling. You have to go. And, um, and that's a big deal because you get yeah. like your SAG affiliation after that type of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. But I mean, and I, I didn't know what I, I had this inkling to become a teacher. Mm. So that was like in me. And I, and even in LA, I was teaching a little bit of acting for kids and, you know, um, and I'd always been teaching fine arts for kids since I was like 18 or something. So I, and that, that just started to brew, you know, of like, I think I can go home and study to be a teacher, like go back to school, get a master's degree. And I had had like the best teachers my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean, just so many good teachers. And um, I was like, I could, I could be part of that. Like I could join with that, with that, be in that lineage, you know, mm -hmm. that of all the teachers I've had that I, if I could step into that role, I think that'd be really um, rewarding and powerful and a good move for me. So I felt, I felt good. Like I felt like I had some, some pull, you know? Um, and I think I shared this with you that, you know, I came home from Los Angeles after this great, this great adventure. Um, it was like May. And then I think it was July that my dad got diagnosed with cancer. So I would have come home anyway. Right. It was really interesting to look back on like the timing. So, you know, it's really interesting hearing you say that. I mean, um, the transition that you made, even from the acting to the wanting to teach, because, you know, both of them are giving back in some way. Do you know what I mean? It seems like, uh, uh, both have a different way of supporting people or like bringing joy or bringing light into people's lives. And it's interesting sure. now, even with the work that you're doing, it seems like you're always looking for some way to like, connect with people and give some type of value, I guess you would say. I think that's, I mean, for me with yoga, that was so clear as part of the yogic path is, is this path of transformation of going from a place of duality um, and arriving at a place of unity and right. being, and really being able to be of service um, because 
it's been a really rocky path, you know, <laughs> it has not. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting you say that too, because yeah. just like what we said at the beginning, the choices that you have in your healing, it sounds like even, I think we think a lot of times as our healing is just like healing tools or, yeah. you know, certain things. But I think even obviously these choices that you were making, these changes in your life were part yeah. of your healing. But I have to ask you too, because you said you got back and then your dad um, was diagnosed with cancer. So was it around that same time that you started energy work and yoga? And was it because of the stress related? Yeah. It was a really big shift for me. It was sort of like, I think leaving Los Angeles was leaving a part of my um, immaturity behind of, of, you know, I wasn't taking the best care of myself. I, I hadn't really investigated what does it mean to be in balance, you know? Um, and you know, after my, my dad was diagnosed and here he was 54 years old, you know, um, suddenly, you know, one day he's totally healthy. And then the next day he gets this news. And I remember him saying that he had like an out of body experience when he found out he had cancer. Like he could see he was like not in his body. He looked down and for it was really just a, a really um, very hard time. You know, um, our family also wasn't very equipped to handle that kind of emotional, um, you know, uh, journey together. Right. We didn't, ha we weren't a very emotional family together. Um, so the communication in our family was, whew, it was, you know, it was just really, it was a great challenge. And I, I don't know, I had this moment of, um, uh, clarity, you know, where my, my dad was diagnosed and then I'm, I'm sitting there and I had a friend over at my house and I was smoking. I was a chain smoker. Um, and if you knew me between the ages of 13 and 28, I was, you pictured me with a cigarette, you know, I, that was like a huge part of my persona. I don't even know. Cause it's so, when I tell people now that I smoked, they're smoked, they're like, what, you know? But yes, and so I had this moment of clarity with this friend, um, and I was—he was like, "Man, this place is like smoked out. You smoked so many cigarettes in here tonight." And I was like, "I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I, I can't joke around anymore about this, about my health. You know, about the way I treat myself. Like, I gotta put my foot down." So I literally opened up the phone book and found this social worker who um, I knew the address, I had no idea who this person was, but who did um, hypnosis for smoking. Mm. And I was like, I don't know, but I had met somebody maybe the week prior who had quit through hypnosis. And I was like, this just, this has got to be it. And I had tried many times to quit smoking. And this was, I had really had this moment of clarity where I could see some, I could, I had some visibility in front of me. And it was like, I, I cannot keep, I cannot support my dad in his illness while I'm being really self-destructive. Mm. So I, I was like, let me, let me do this. And that was it. And I never smoked again. And it's, you know, uh, 15 years later. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so then after going through all of that, I mean, it's interesting that you had, um, such a like jarring and shocking you know news and transition coming up but yeah. then even that you had that conscious awareness of i have to take better care of me yes you know so 
And I want to ask you about that too, really quickly, because I didn't mention this. I did mention that you practice Reiki and yoga, but yeah. you also share on Instagram, like all of these, like really simple recipes, like very healthy, you're very healthy <laughs> <laughs> recipes and things for people to, you know, just share some tips and ideas with people. So did yeah. that also come from that space of you changing the way that you feed yourself? Absolutely. The whole, it was a huge shift. It was a huge, huge shift. And I mean, maybe even as I think about it now, I mean, I was in my late twenties, but, um, so my dad was so, um, important to me in my life. And, um, the story of my dad, even like, I didn't share this with you when in our conversation, but, um, my dad, when I say dad, he's actually my stepdad. And, um, I met him when I was three years old. And he, uh, my parents were divorced, you know, when I was three and it was really traumatic. They were not on good terms. They were on horrible terms and it was very um, unsettling. And, uh, and so he, my stepdad, um, one night my mom was showing our apartment because we were going to sublet our apartment and he just showed up. He was this random stranger and I fell in love with him and I just jumped into his arms and my brother, I have an older brother. We both were like jumping on him and playing with him. And literally six months later, he married my mom. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that, and he took care of me. He was my dad. He was one of my best friends, you know, and like always just so dependable, just such a kind heart, good person, hardworking, every, I mean, incredible role model, you know, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, the, the weight of that, you know, that he was, there was a chance he wasn't going to be around and it was like, oh, wow. I mean, he's the one, he drove me to Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Any dream I had, he was like, let's do it. Yes. Like I believe in you, you know, and yeah. so to think that he was not going to be around, it was like, well, I better learn how to do this, you know, um, yeah. So, so yeah, healthy recipes. Sure. Like, like <laughs> you're like tackling everything. <laughs> I mean, like literally it's like you cover mind, body energy with the yoga Reiki yes. food with all of it. So, and I do want to point out, and we're going to talk about a little um, later as well is you do blend Reiki and yoga. And I know a lot of people yeah. who listen to the podcast have an interest in that. So I do want to make sure to ask you about that in a minute, but so, in all of this, in that space that you're in, all of this transition, the fear coming up, the choice to yes. take care of yourself and start to nurture your own health. When did you then, or how did Reiki and yoga come into play? So yoga came first. Um, yoga, I, I had like been in a class with a friend at some point, you know, um, in my early 20s, and it really eluded me. It was sort of like, oh, this is kind of like a dance class, but not really, like, I'm a little bored. And I, I was like, I didn't really, um, yeah, just, I just wasn't really ready to, to, to get into yoga. Um, so it was around that point, you know, like I said, I was in my late twenties and I was at the gym and I stumbled into a forest yoga class and, um, it was so hard. It was so physically challenging but the breath, using the breath, suddenly that was like a revelation. And 
you know, I had quit smoking and I was like keying into the fact that I had so suddenly I had lung capacity and, and, you know, just all the, um, yeah, the, the breath cues. And I, I felt amazing after, even though it was so hard. Um, I just knew something was there. And so started practicing and um, have been practicing really since, since then it was like, Oh, four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You say about the breath. Um, that is what also drew me into doing yoga teacher training as well. So yeah. um, around this time though, were you still teaching at this time? No. So, so I did this degree um, that took me, you know, um, I finished in 07. I did a master's in education, secondary education, and um, I'm certified to be an English and theater teacher. And the way that worked, so super challenging profession. My gosh, if there's any teachers, like classroom teachers listening, I thank you so much for what you do. It is so, so challenging. And you're, you're playing so many roles. And um, I knew that was really going to take everything I had to do. So um, I didn't feel fully ready to step in as a classroom teacher. Yeah. So what I did after I finished my degree, I ran like a theater program for girls, um, for middle school girls out of this theater in Chicago. Um, and so that was, that was a nice way to merge my interests. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, and I played in a couple bands. I played music. And I just sort of, you know, because my, my dad passed right after I finished my, my master's. And I just was sort of like spun out a bit and um, wasn't sure what I, what was pulling me and what was not. So I did not, you know, step into a classroom at that point. I was like, the, the, let me just. But just. it's interesting what you ended up doing. Cause again, it's kind of like, it's interesting that you had that full experience in LA, came home, started to go a totally different direction, but really kind of went back to, that passion of theater and acting just in yeah. a different way. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a cool thing too, because again, sometimes when we let go of the control and what we think everything is supposed to look like, we actually have some pretty amazing experiences that we could have never thought of in our head. Right. It's so true. Yeah. I, I think that's something that like, I just, I want to encourage if anyone's listening and, you know, just to, just to encourage people, don't be afraid to change. Like if, if something, if you feel pulled, you know, or you feel like you've gotten the message of where you are and, and you're ready to take another call, like just don't you, trust it. You know, um, it always works out. There's always, if, if, and it has, if it doesn't work out, it's not done. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like, it's not always comfortable. And again, not always the way we think it's supposed to be. But yeah, when we allow ourselves to follow, like I call it following the breadcrumbs, but following just that pull or whatever it is that stirs in you. Yes. Who knows why? And like, really, what will come of it? It's so true. And also, I mean, there's something to be said for going slowly into new things, you know, but just taking a few steps towards it. And I, I think with like yoga, it was like that. And with, with Reiki, it was like that. I mean, I did my, um, I did my Reiki one with a woman who used to host um, a Reiki restorative workshop monthly at this yoga studio, which is where I now do a lot of my services. 
Um, and I went to this, this uh, Reiki restorative where it's restorative yoga and then somebody comes by and does Reiki throughout the whole thing. And it, it just felt so amazing. And I, I went to that for like a year on a monthly basis and then went to like an intro to Reiki class. But then it was another year until I did my Reiki one. Oh, yeah. So I really went really slowly into this path of Reiki, um, you know, and then it, there were two years in between my Reiki one and two, two years in between my Reiki two and my master teacher. So, you know, lots of time to, to really. I'm glad you in. say that. So people know that they can do it in their way. <clears throat> like I always say, that's a very important thing that your practice and your path will be unique to you. And just because some people may do like it all in a weekend or some people go very quickly through the process, like you can absolutely do it in your way. Sure. That's good to know. So I have a question about the restorative um, yoga with the Reiki because yeah. there are some people who are curious about like the how do they, yes. So do they have multiple people doing Reiki or is it, how does that work? So that in that incarnation of the Reiki restorative, there was, um, yeah, the, there were a couple people who would come by and do Reiki and they were, you know, Reiki students. So um, it was, uh, it was really cool. They would have like two or three people that would come by and do Reiki. But I now do the Reiki restorative with a friend who leads the restorative yoga part. And then I'm the only one doing Reiki. Um, so I go to each person as they're in these, you know, laying postures. Um, I just kind of circulate throughout the 90 minutes. Nice. Yeah. It's, and there was another type too, because I know you also have themed yoga classes, which was yes. really cool. So could you tell us about that? Yeah. Let me just go back real quick, Yolanda. Okay. Because when I do the Reiki Restorative, there's like an added, what I call like an added bonus, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is like I do session notes. So that's one thing that I work with as a Reiki practitioner. Um, when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, I work with the chakras. So I, um, I'll have a conversation with somebody for our first session about which chakra they want me to quote unquote report on. Mm. And I will listen for images and phrases. And um, I can always, always um, relay who is an energetic support to the person um, in that area and that person might be past or you know living so um so I, I that's part of my service as a reiki practitioner is i i take notes as i go and then at the end i'll leave like 10 15 minutes to go over the notes with the client um and answer questions that's really cool so you do that even in like personal one-on-one -on -one reiki sessions with people yeah i yeah. do and um and oftentimes a lot a lot of times the stuff that comes up, some of it is, um, it would be categorized as like clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to see sometimes, you know, images that of something that's going to happen, but, or, or something that's current. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so did your intuition was was it always very strong? You're always very intuitive, or was it something that developed as you went through like your Reiki, your yoga, and all of these different practices? It definitely developed. You know, I, I was, um, I, as you know, like I was always into the arts. I always loved anything that involved all my senses, 
anything hands-on, you know, like, um, but especially, you know, creativity because, um, because it is so intuitive and there's so much in the process, you know, that you have to trust. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I didn't have much of an understanding of it until really uh, the last couple of years yeah. of um, how it can benefit other people and how it can, I can use it in my healing. So I yeah. have to ask you this too, since you say that, because it is interesting, um, these different layers about ourselves that start to reveal themselves yeah. to us, like as we go through these, you know, journeys of, cause it's ongoing, right? Has there been anything else that stands out to you that you're like, wow, it's been interesting learning this about myself or? Yes. So one thing, um, you know, when I was a kid, like I was put in swimming lessons mm -hmm. and like, that's cool. You know, swimming's great. But like I'm my, for my physical body type, I don't have like the, the length that, that, that is really advantageous to a swimmer. Mm -hmm. um, I always liked the water, you know, I, I enjoyed swimming, but it, it, I really have like more of a gymnast type um, physique and, and I liked gymnastics. I liked diving. I liked like flipping around. I, um, but uh, I hung in there with swimming, you know, and I, it was all right. I never really complained much about it. I was okay. Um, but looking back on it, it's all about the breath. Yes. And I'm like, that's crazy, like that I ended up in that, you know, um, and, um, and now, you know, I've just started this Ashtanga yoga practice, which is a very, you know, physical, yes. very physical yoga. And I'm like, now I can do the gymnastics, you know, now I can like learn whatever I wished I had learned at, you know, 10, 11 or whatever. Like, get um, it, like another side step, step, but just with a bigger gap in between. Yeah, that's all here. That's like the beautiful thing is like I, all the opportunities are still here. Um, there's that funny quote, like it's never too late to have a happy childhood. Oh, I never heard that. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's good. It's just, it's, and that's a huge part of healing too is like, you know, letting go, just letting go of story, letting go of, um, you know, healing wounds and, and stepping in that like, okay, what I didn't get then, I can get now. And um, no opportunity is lost. And Right. Yeah, carpe diem. Yes, <laughs> did every single day, right? And yes. one of the things that um, I also just remembered I wanted to ask you about as well, and we'll get back to the themed yoga. Yeah. But one thing is very interesting, I also saw that you do, and I think this is great too for people, help people think outside the box, right? Because again, a lot of times we think we can only do things in a very narrow framework, sure. but it's really interesting that you have given talks. Like I saw you recently went to give a talk like at a health food store. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. So could you tell a little bit about what was the topic? So the topic was um, about yoga and Reiki and my, my healing journey and how these modalities have helped me to find balance. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was so fun. And it was one of those things, like I was, I always go to that health food store. It's around the corner from my house. And I just asked the owner one day, like, do you, do you ever have people come talk? And he's like, yeah, we do. Like we have like small groups come and meet up. And I was like, okay, would you be willing to have me? And he's like, 
sure, you know. So it was just one of those things of just like the idea came to me and I asked and I haven't done anything like that where I, you know, just set up shop and said I was going to give a talk. Like that was, yeah. that was, it took some, took some bravery, but. Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, that, I mean, I couldn't even imagine, but I saw that and I was like, gosh, that's so cool. Cause it's so different. You know, I've never heard <clears throat> anyone do that. But another really cool thing I saw you did too was um, offer, I think it was Reiki or chair Reiki or chair yoga yes. for people in a corporate environment. Yes. So that's one of my offerings this year as a yoga teacher is um, corporate yoga. And I, I, I've gone to this um, shared workspace in Chicago called WeWork. And um, I did like a chair yoga and meditation class. And basically it's just like, you know, some simple stretches and then some breathing and a guided meditation. And um, people loved it. It was a really nice way to break up the work day and then, um, you know, de-stress and reset. And um, yeah, so, so I'm offering that. And then um, I'm gonna be back at WeWork doing an hour long chair yoga meditation and Reiki. So it's like doing a group Reiki. Um, and we'll see, you know, I mean, I, I just love it though. I think that's just really, really cool that you're doing things that are, you know, not a lot of people are doing. And again, yeah. I think that will inspire people to think outside the box and know that these tools can be shared in so yeah. many different ways. Yes. Especially like the corporate environment. I mean, um, with, you know, with teaching, I ended up going, stepping into a classroom two years ago. So I ended up um, through a series of crazy events. I, you know, I ended up as a makeup artist for about six years and um, loved it. It was so fun. And it was such a nice way to, to keep up with my, all my creative practices and with storytelling and solo performance and all this kind of stuff. And so um through makeup, I ended up doing this principal's makeup. And she was like, and I was thinking about, you know, when do I step into a classroom? When do I use this education I have? And when, when am I ready? Am I ever going to do this? And then I met this woman and it was really like this catalyst. And um, it was crazy. It was like one day I was doing blush on somebody on a Friday. And then on Monday I stepped in as this long-term sub for a 10th grade world literature class. Wow. And I hadn't taught in 10 years. <clears throat> um, and like, thankfully, I, I, I am a decent actor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, guys, here's the deal. You know, like, all right, yeah. take out your binder. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, but was... again, I mean, it seems like so cool about your path is that everything kind of, you know, connects to each other, has supported each other. And again, how you like will sidestep with something will come back around again. Yeah. And it seems like as you go through like these different phases or cycle of your own personal healing process, things resurface. And then that's, I like it because a lot of people also have a fear of letting something go or giving up or giving in and yes. you know, that type of thing never say die, like never give up. And I mean, you may have to like step aside for right. a bit or yeah, follow another path, but it, it may come back, you right. know? So 
staying open, I think, is essential. Um, and and I, I think getting out of the way of, you know, some limiting beliefs, like I could have held the belief that like, oh, I hadn't taught in 10 years. Nobody's going to hire me. Right. You know, who am I to decide that now I'm going to be a teacher? What was I doing the last 10 years? You know, I mean, the, the right. voice was there, but I was like, um, I think, you know, I met somebody who was, had so much, um, who was so encouraging that it was like, Oh, okay. I suddenly I have momentum again for this. And um, yeah, but so, so this idea of offering some corporate offerings, it's like, I mean, teaching in a classroom is not the same as a corporate job, but it was extremely stressful. Yeah. Um, two years in the Chicago public schools and um, you know, I had an incredible time and incredible experience on all levels but, you know, really witness people who had to work very hard and, you know, my, my fellow teachers, my colleagues and staff and everybody was, it was a very stressful environment. And to think like what practices could be in place for an environment like this to alleviate some of the stress, um, that got me thinking now as I'm, you know, full time in my, with bright light, it's like, well, what can I offer people who are you know, in, in stressful jobs and um, who don't have balance built into their, their day to day. You yeah. know? <clears throat> Again, that's like such a beautiful offering. And so now I have to make sure to ask you about too these themed yoga classes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you even mentioned something about um, some music. So yeah, I mean, music yeah. is a huge, huge area of interest for me. Like you know? classic, soulful. Yes. Uh -huh. So like right now, um, I like to theme my classes. I mean, that speaks to like my background as a teacher, as a classroom teacher. I do like units of study. And I think the benefit of that is that there's, you know, for my students, they actually can delve into a subject, um, you know, related to yoga that, and, and get some intellectual st stimulation in addition to, you know, doing a physical asana practice. Um, and, and so right now we're doing the eight limbs of yoga. And that's like, this is ancient, ancient stuff. This is from the Yoga Sutras, which is like 5,000 years old. Um, and it outlines, you know, this path of transformation. And um, each week we do a different limb and I kind of go over, you know, I take like five minutes in the beginning to just debrief everybody on what, what it is. And everybody has a syllabus too, which is hilarious because I can't, I just, you With know, one, yoga class, this is the best. I'm always cracking jokes. Like, you know, there's a test coming, mm -hmm. um, you know, but like, I'm like, but don't worry, it's open book and you can cheat off each other and everyone gets A's. Um, but uh, yeah, so people can like look up things if they want to gain more knowledge. Or, right. Um, and each week with the limbs, I have a different classic soul singer. So the idea there is like, I mean, for me, I'm a, just a huge soul, soul fan. And um, it's also like this idea that the majority of the soul singers that I have paired up with the eight limbs of yoga all have incredible stories of transformation of going from really hard circumstances to delivering something of such beauty and such um, 
truth, you know, for, for all of us, you know, and it's just powerful. I was going to say, that sounds like um, an emotional and powerful class. (laughs) I hope so. I put a lot into it because I, I want, I know what these, um, I know what these um, modalities have done for me, you know, yoga and music. And I, I, I love just bringing it together. And I, there's nothing better than somebody saying at the end of class, like that was exactly what I needed or yeah. thank you so much. I feel so good. And it's like, oh, good. Awesome. So before we move to um, something else I want to ask you about, can you tell people if they're in the Chicago area, where can they come and experience these classes? So I do private yoga. Um, I'm now offering yoga plus Reiki. Um, So you can come for like a private yoga and Reiki session um, or private yoga. And all the times are on um, my Calendly link. It's calendly.com slash bright light. And then I teach also at Yoga Now, which is on LaSalle in Chicago. And you can go to yoganowchicago.com um, to find out my classes. I always teach Wednesday night, 7.30 to 8.45. That's yoga flow plus Reiki. So I do like a short flow and then um, an extended Shavasana with Reiki. Um, and then I teach a Saturday and a Sunday class that are vinyasa classes. Very, yeah. very cool. So um, your Reiki class, that's what I wanted to ask you about. So you do have a Reiki class, Reiki level one coming up in March. Yes. And could you tell us a little bit about that? Are you excited? I am excited. I, um, I, I'm really excited. This is, this is, um, just feels, it feels big, you know, I don't know. I feel, this is my first Reiki one. So, um, it feels like, I, I have a lot to share. I need to, um, you know, really pare down some of what, some of my teaching. Um, but I'm doing like an intro to Reiki class first. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, that, that's what I would like yeah. to share with people too, because a lot of people wonder how to introduce Reiki to their immediate community. So what do your intro to Reiki classes look like? And are they just, do you advertise like at the yoga studio or are you... How do you do that? So I'm doing my intro to Reiki through yoga now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this, it's interesting because that's where I got, that's where all my Reiki teachers have been, have come from. That's where I did, went to intro to Reiki. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really a home base um, for Reiki. And so the intro class is, you know, background on Reiki. What are the various levels? um, What is it? You know, um, and then questions, um, and then like a group Reiki demo. Right. And it's an hour-long class, and I think it's good for people who are interested in maybe getting Reiki sessions um, but wanted to know a little more. And then also I think it's good for people who are interested in like a level one attunement, but they, they just want a little background. Right. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. So that's the same – if someone, again, anyone listening, if they want to take your Reiki level one, um, and that's in the same area of Chicago as well. Yeah. The Reiki level one is right now being offered at yoga now. Okay. Um, so you can go to yoga now, com slash events. Yeah. 
Yeah. So where can we learn about all of your work that you do? Everything is on, <laughs> is on uh, brightlight.love. So all of this is on brightlight.love. Mm -hmm. And somehow I got a dot love. It's literally yeah, dot L-O-V-E. I don't know. Um, I love the dot love too. But yeah, so everything's on there. So no worries. I have to ask you this too before we go because your story is very interesting. And again, um, I love how you allowed yourself to change and you allowed yourself to just kind of, you know, go and not necessarily knowing how things were going to unfold, but literally how, I mean, you seem to have had such beautiful experiences and again, circled back many times to yes. your different passions in beautiful ways. Uh, do you have any recommendations for people, two sets of people, one for people who are just starting out in their Reiki practice, and you know, a lot of people, when they begin, they do start to feel that tug of war between like the old self and the self they're starting to discover. Sure. Do you have any recommendations for people around that? How did you get through that? And was that even hard for you? Um, I think it's all, I think we're always becoming more of ourselves. You know, I think that's like a, that's just, that's my experience, you know, um, you if, been paying attention. yeah, that it, there's like, there's an evolution at hand, you yes. know, um, I think of it as an ascension process. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you can, if you can start, I think seeing that way, it's a perception, um, that yes, there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be blocks in the road and there's going to be multiple opinions coming at you at once. But if you know that every, every step is moving you up, um, then I think you start to develop a trust. Yeah. And I, I'm such a fan of journaling. I, I know some people don't like to write, yeah. um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of journaling because it, you're really in conversation with yourself. And um, that's been invaluable. I also... I'm a big fan of um, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. That program has just shifted my life multiple times. Yes. Um, and it's just a lot of awareness work. So I think... And great journal prompts and exercises for people who feel like they don't know how to journal. Yes, yes. Um, but I think meditation, meditation has been essential to my process. Um, you know, I, I, at one point I was, um, I did a course at the Zen Buddhist temple in Chicago and, um, you know, was there a lot practicing meditation and, um, that's been really key. You get to see really, you know, the workings of the mind and, and the way we, you know, we, um, can get pulled into, the monkey mind and it's really it's not who we are it's just yeah. sort of a function of the brain you know so well i have to ask for the other people as well listening that because you again are very inspiring that you have put yourself out there and sharing in so many different ways like from you know sharing at the whole foods place or the health food place and then sharing in the corporate environment and sharing you know doing this themed and blend um, Reiki and yoga and all of these different things. I mean, allowing yourself to be really creative. So do you have any recommendations around that for people who are 
maybe a little nervous. I mean, did you ask for help or was it just your passion that drove you to just go for it? I mean, I've, there's teachers all around me, you know, like I have a lot of people around me who are, um, who I just look to as an, as examples. Um, so all kinds of teachers, you know, I, that's uh, like I said, like, I think that was part of my interest in becoming a teacher was like, I always had these great teachers. So, um, I feel very lucky. I've always, uh, you know, I've had great teachers along the whole way. So, um, yeah. And just, even just looking at people and you like what they do and just sort of asking yourself like, well, what do I like about it? And what could I do even in a small way, just, just to get aligned with that? Um, yeah. I don't know if that answers it, but. No, it does. And a lot of what you said, it reminds me of too, the importance of community and yeah. it kind of screams back to what you shared towards the beginning of, you know, after going to LA and pursuing your dream of an aspect of it, and then having that longing for, you know, like the deeper connection and love and community. And I think that in of itself supports so many of us more than we may recognize. And oftentimes it's just that, like allowing ourselves to connect with people that may have interest in can support us. I, I, you know, one thing I think I have, I, and this is an ongoing process and part of my healing is like letting go of shame. Yeah. You know, that like, you know, I didn't make the best choices at various points in my life because I didn't know better. And I think that's like where some healing can come in too, is like forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. If you had the knowledge and you really understood, you would not have made those choices, but you did make those choices. And now you can find your you know, find a higher self. Yeah. You You may have learned some invaluable lessons through those choices. That's, you know, things too, when people have a hard time getting past their past, it's like, yeah, Yeah. look at what you learned from it and how it's contributed to who you are. Yes. I mean, if you can keep learning, that's every experience. Like I said, everything is moving you up. Yes. So getting out of the fear of making mistake or looking dumb, or not knowing enough, or whatever, whatever, you know, the saboteur in your ear is chatting, you know, and just, um, I think also letting go of ego and saying, like, if this can help someone, if this can be a benefit to someone, I'm going to step in and do it. I'm going to get out of my way, you know, with, with my self-doubt and, and aim to be of service. That's how I started the podcast. That exact thing. I was like, I need to get out of my way so I can share because this matters to me. But yeah, I didn't. I was terrified, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It and Gosh, so much juicy stuff you shared. So and it's also like it's also feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Just it's okay. It doesn't feel comfortable, but like if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. You know, just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, but I love the way you just said it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Sort of put that in the show notes. So anyone (laughs) listening, if that kind of like clicked with you too, don't worry. I'm going to put it in the show notes so we can all remember that one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Thanks, Yolanda. You said so many things. I've been writing down like, oh, I got to make sure to put that in the notes so that we can all reference it later. 
So I do want to thank you so much, Allison, for oh, coming you. to share your work with us. And again, if you're in Chicago, absolutely check her out. Yoga, Reiki, you may find her in some interesting environments because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But I love, I really do. I love that you allow yourself to be so creative and like really do it your way. Thank that you. Is beautiful. Yeah. So go to brightlight.love, L-O-V-E, and I will put your website in the show description as well. Are there other ways that we can find you? What's your Instagram? My Instagram is um, brightlightchicago. Brightlightchicago. Brightlightchicago, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much, love, and obviously we'll keep in touch. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on, Yolanda. You're an amazing, amazing host and such awesome questions and the best energy. And I just, I thank you so much for what you do and for being brave and doing a podcast (laughs) and and being committed. And that's another, that's just a quick side note, you know, stay consistent and trust the process. That's what I can tell you guys. If anyone's listening and they're like, what is the takeaway? Stay consistent, trust the process. It's all unfolding exactly as it should. Beautiful. And it's so true. Yeah. So thank you again, honey. And to everyone listening, thank you for being here. Be sure to visit Allison's website and we will talk to you all soon. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, love. Okay, everyone, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Allison. Again, you can learn more about her and her work by visiting brightlight.love. And if you are in the Chicago area, of course, you may want to check out her yoga classes. They sound like a lot of fun. And don't forget, she is teaching Reiki Level 1 in March. And you can get more details about that on her website as well. I also want to acknowledge today everyone that has signed up to be a Patreon, uh, really supporting the growth of Reiki Radio. I am in deep gratitude for your ongoing support. And if you enjoyed this podcast, again, leaving a review on iTunes would really, really help the show. So I appreciate you taking a moment of your time for that. And I also want to uh, remind all of you that By becoming a Patreon, either a Reiki Radio Insider or by joining the Alchemy Circle, you can join us in Intuitive Mastery. So those of you who are really interested in your intuitive development, you can get more information there and learn more about my work at theenergeticalchemist.com. And while you're there, signing up for the newsletter will give you free access to 22 Days of Transformation. So there are so many beautiful tools to support you as my way of thanking you for your ongoing support. And remember to always journey in love.